the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Biden administration unwavering in their defense of those left behind in Afghanistan. The State Department, as we have said, has pulled every lever available to us on the ground and operating from afar and also with countries in the region. To our minds, uh, there is no reason uh, they should not be able uh, to depart. And that's what we're continuing to uh, continue to focus on. Questions surrounding Biden's coughing fits during public appearances. I don't think it's an issue of concern. I think uh, there are a range of reasons why we may need to clear our throat or we may have a little light cold. Uh, and that's certainly something that presidents, elected officials, reporters, uh, spokespeople uh, can confront. But it's not an area where we have a medical concern. Senator Ted Cruz takes to his Twitter feed to do what the media seems unwilling to do. Here in Del Rio, Texas, September 16th. Underneath the bridge, behind me, 10,503 people. This is a crisis that is unfolding. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Friday, September the 17th. I'm Mike Scott. As Afghanistan, now the largest hostage crisis in the world with an undetermined number desperate to flee the embittered country under Taliban rule, the Democrat leadership continue their narrative that President Biden is the right man for the job. President Biden is it's so we're so fortunate that he did not win for president before when he ran because we needed him now. He's perfect for now. He knows his foreign policy. He was chair of the Foreign Policy Committee. He's been, extends the hands of friendship to friend and foe like in order to have communication. He understands the value of that. He, is, he knows and is known by most leaders and, and uh, coming up leaders in the world. The view from inside Afghanistan is very different. Fox News The Taliban says the United States is not living up to their end of the Doha agreement. Today we spoke with Anas Haqqani of the infamous Haqqani Network. This man has ordered hundreds of suicide bombings throughout Afghanistan over the past several years. He was previously imprisoned at the U.S. Bagram Air Base, and now he's speaking out about the American withdrawal from Afghanistan. Getting Americans out of Afghanistan was always the aim of the Afghans. That's why they put suicide vests on their bodies. Getting them out now is a big victory achievement for Afghans. You'd also be proud if your heroes kicked out invaders from your land. I also asked Haqqani about his views about the Biden administration. In an off-camera meeting, he told me the Taliban wants all countries to have consulates and representation in Kabul, though he claims the United States is not living up to their end of the bargain. From the beginning of the agreement in Doha, the United States misused the agreement and broke the rules. The Islamic Emirate, we stand by our agreement. Blacklist of Taliban is also included. Unfortunately, the United States is not doing what they're saying. What they are saying is against the Doha agreement, and they are calling for a new war and causing more chaos. In addition to speaking with Anas Haqqani, we also talked to a special immigrant visa applicant who called on the United States to honor their province 
promises to the Afghan people and those who helped American troops during the war. Correspondent Charles DeLadesma says the Biden administration has begun notifying state officials how many Afghan evacuees are slated to be resettled in their states. The administration has requested funding from Congress to help resettle 65,000 Afghans by the end of this month and 95,000 within a year, according to State Department data for the Afghan Placement and Assistance Program seen by the AP. California's projected to take a large figure, more than 5,200 people, while Alabama and Mississippi have each slated to welcome 10. Oklahoma, which over the course of the 20-year war has resettled a relatively small number, is down to settle 1,800 new arrivals. With the Afghan government severed from the international banking system, Aid groups say they are struggling to get emergency relief, basic services, and funds to a population at risk of starvation. Among the groups struggling to function is a public health non-profit that paid salaries and purchased food and fuel for hospitals. The $600 million in funds, which had been funneled through the Afghan Health Ministry, had dried up overnight after the Taliban took over the capital. Donor countries have pledged to open their purse strings to the tune of $1.2 billion in humanitarian aid. But attempts by Western governments and international finance institutions to deprive the Taliban-controlled government of other funding sources until its intentions are clearer has Afghans' most vulnerable citizens hurting. I'm Charles Diladesma. Daybreak Insider's Greg Clugston says the president's popularity is now in the red. The The latest Quinnipiac University poll shows that 50% of Americans disapprove of the way the president is handling his job, versus 42% who approve. Mr. Biden's numbers on his response to the coronavirus are mixed, but he gets negative scores on foreign policy and the economy. Quinnipiac polling analyst Tim Malloy concludes, if there ever was a honeymoon for President Biden, it is clearly over. The president is also on the outs with some world leaders after announcing a new security alliance with the U.S., Britain, and Australia. The Chinese foreign ministry denounced a new Indo-Pacific partnership that will provide Australia with the technology and capability to deploy nuclear-powered submarines. Neither President Biden nor the Australian and British Prime Ministers mentioned China in this week's announcement, but it's clear that the U.S. and its allies are looking for ways to push back against China's growing power and influence, including its military buildup. The alliance has France upset. They have no seat at the table. They see it as a return to the Trump era. At a news conference, Secretary of State Antony Blinken says France was informed of the new security initiative before it was announced on Wednesday. We want to find every opportunity now to deepen transatlantic cooperation in the Indo-Pacific and around the world. Uh, We've been in touch uh, with uh, French counterparts in the last um, uh, 24, 48 hours to discuss uh, AUKUS. France will lose a nearly $100 billion deal it had to build diesel submarines for Australia under the terms of the new AUKUS initiative. Blinken says France is a valued ally of the United States. France in particular is a vital partner uh, on this, on so many other things, um, stretching back a long, long time, but also uh, stretching forward into the future, as we've discussed in depth in my many conversations with uh, my uh, my French counterpart. BBC correspondent Stephen McDonald in Beijing says Chinese officials 
are watching. China's foreign ministry spokesman has said that Beijing would be paying close attention to the new military alliance between Britain, Australia and the United States, which he said was part of an outdated Cold War zero-sum mentality. Charlie Jen had particularly strong words for Australia after the decision to equip its navy with nuclear-powered submarines and buy Tomahawk long-range missiles. He said that the international community, including neighbouring countries, had reason to question Australia's sincerity. Adding to the tensions around recent decisions by the Biden administration, Daybreak Insider's Greg Clunkston says questions are now being raised about the president's health. In recent public appearances, the president has repeatedly coughed and cleared his throat, including during Thursday's remarks on his agenda at the White House. The data, excuse me, the data is absolutely clear. And what amounts... <clears throat> Go out of the bank. But spokesman Jensaki says there's no need for worry and that the president receives excellent medical care. It's not a concern. We have a doctor who travels with him, uh, obviously who checks in if, if there it is ever warranted. The president is also pushing his tax and spend plan as Democrats squabble over the price tag. The president is making a case for raising taxes on the wealthy, arguing it's the right thing to do. All I'm asking is you pay your fair share. He delivered his White House speech as Democrats appear sharply divided over the scope of the president's budget plan. Many moderates oppose spending $3.5 trillion, while the party's liberal wing pushes for a greater expansion of government. Republicans do not support the bill. New York Mayor Bill de Blasio says he has told the U.N. Secretary General that the city's vaccine requirements will apply to world leaders at next week's General Assembly. We understand the United Nations is a particular organization, has its own rules and and its own jurisdiction. But we, you know, I, I expressed to him how important it was to have continuity with what we're doing in the city just for the health and welfare of everyone. De Blasio says he's not concerned that Russia's U.N. ambassador is objecting to the vaccination requirement, partly because Russia's Sputnik V vaccine does not qualify. If the Russian ambassador is against it, I'm for it. Uh, This is, uh, you know, I have no words for Vladimir Putin and everything else that's come out of Russia, but they have invalidated themselves uh, in so many ways. It's uh, including trying to disrupt our elections. So um, if their vaccine isn't good enough, uh, then they should go and use one of the other vaccines. The Biden federal vaccine mandates are facing legal action from several states. Two dozen Republican attorneys general are threatening to sue the Biden administration over its plan to impose a COVID vaccine mandate on government and private sector workers. The opposition is led by South Carolina Attorney General Alan Wilson, who called the Biden vaccination plan, quote, disastrous and counterproductive. Wilson says he and two dozen of his counterparts will seek every available legal option to hold the president accountable. The letter blasts the plan for sweeping new federal vaccine requirements to be enacted by OSHA for healthcare workers, federal contractors, and nearly two-thirds of the private sector workforce, aimed at slowing the spread of the Delta variant. Republican leaders and even some union bosses are accusing President Biden of going too far in trying to muscle private companies and workers. Jackie Quinn, Washington. Daybreak Insider's Eric Cudd says a massive illegal immigrant camp 
has formed at the southern border. The Washington Post reports thousands of Haitian migrants have crossed the Rio Grande since Tuesday. Sleeping outdoors under a border bridge in South Texas, they've created a humanitarian emergency and a logistical challenge. U.S. agents describe the situation as unprecedented, as authorities in Del Rio say more than 8,000 migrants have arrived at an impromptu camp and expecting more in the coming days. Senator Ted Cruz taking to Twitter reporting live from the camp. Just over a week ago, there were fewer than 1,000 people here under the bridge averaging between 700 and 1,000. Then, on September 8th, the Biden administration made a decision to cancel deportation flights back to Haiti. The vast majority of these illegal immigrants crossing in Del Rio were from Haiti. When they made that decision eight days ago, the 700 to 1,000 people who were here discovered they could stay pulled out their cell phones, they called their friends, they called their family, and eight days later, 700 people became 10,503. This is a disaster, and it is a man-made disaster. It is the result of political decisions, and Joe Biden could end this tomorrow. The sudden influx has presented the Biden administration with a new border emergency at a time when illegal crossings have reached a 20-year high. The senator said there are 10,503 illegal aliens under the Del Rio International Bridge. The Federal Aviation Administration implemented a two-week TFR, or Temporary Flight Restriction, over the International Bridge in Del Rio, in effect preventing any media from using drones to report the crisis. Senator Tom Cotton tweeted that the FAA better be ready to explain to Congress why they're suddenly blocking the media from covering the crisis. Fox News' Bill Malugan on Twitter reminded the world how Democrats were outraged about hundreds of migrants being held under a bridge during the Trump administration's border surge in 2019. Now, in 2021, when the situation is significantly worse as thousands of migrants are there under the bridges, Malugan writes, quote, crickets. A Florida woman who vanished while on a nomadic cross-country trip in a converted camper van with her boyfriend is the subject of a nationwide search, while authorities labeled him Wednesday as a person of interest in her disappearance. Police body cam footage from a Moab, Utah police officer questioning the 22-year-old Gabrielle Gabby Petito and 23-year-old boyfriend Brian Laundrie on August 12th. What's your guys' names? Gabby. Brian. Gabby, Brian, okay. What's going on? How come you're crying? I'm just crying. We've just been fighting this morning. Some personal issues. The boyfriend returned to their home state of Florida by himself. A Florida police chief says they haven't begun a physical search out west for the missing woman because they don't know where to begin. Northport Police Chief Todd Garrison says the boyfriend has not been cooperating. Two people went on a trip, one person returned, and that person that returned isn't providing us any information. Reporters asking why he has not been brought in for questioning. Right now, this is a missing person case, all right, and our focus is to find Gabby. My focus isn't to bring Brian in right now, it's to find Gabby. Brian is exercising 
his uh, constitutional rights, and I have to respect that. Um, but as of right now, um, the focus is finding Gabby. The chief tried to tweet the attorney for the boyfriend trying to arrange a meeting. I want to bring Gabby home, you know. So, of course, it's frustrating. And he answered us. We asked him about your tweet, and he said no comment. Your response, sir? Where's Gabby? That's my response. The hope is to find someone who might know her whereabouts after her last contact at Grand Teton National Park. Our focus is to finding Gabby, and we are pleading with people out there to give us information, point us in the direction that we need to be, and help us find Gabby. Petito's father, Joe Petito, pleads for the public's assistance in locating his 22-year-old daughter. What I need from everybody here is help. Because the the goal is still not met. And that goal is to bring Gabby home safe. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. And join us again Monday. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.